Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. Some quick housekeeping as per usual. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody that has subscribed to my weekly email newsletter. If you haven't done so already, I please ask that you take one second to do so. Go to Felix Levine, that's my full name, together, dot substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K, dot com. That's felixlevine.substack.com. It'll prompt you to enter your email and you're done. That's literally it. And then every Monday at 8 a.m., I send a newsletter that is going to have links to any podcast that I dropped, as well as some thoughts, hopefully thought-provoking thoughts, that uh, I hope you can get something out of. It's been a lot of fun uh, the past couple of weeks, not only writing them, but also going back and forth with people that have reached out and responded to the newsletters with dissenting opinions, agreeing opinions, uh, controversial thoughts, whatever it might be. I, uh, I really love going back and forth with people and hopefully it's a good way to stay updated on what I'm doing and to continue to find more ways to communicate with you guys that have been supporting me over the last couple of years. So please, if you haven't done so already, you can also go to my Instagram at felix.levine and there is a little link tree uh, link in my bio and it is the first thing at the top you click that link and then it'll prompt you to enter your email right there so there's a lot of ways to sign up um, so if you haven't done so please take a second and do that as always on Instagram as I just mentioned at felix.levine follow me there on TikTok at felixlevine my YouTube channel search my name Felix Levine on YouTube and subscribe all video versions of this podcast or of my podcast are on my YouTube channel specifically for this next episode that we're about to get into I highly recommend you watch it or at least the parts where I'll spoil it now Devante is going to be doing uh, some magic tricks or mentalist tricks or effects as he likes to say it's pretty unbelievable so I highly recommend you check it out on YouTube. It's towards the last 20 minutes of the episode. I know it's a long one, so um, that's where to look for it. I'll also make it uh, the exact timestamps in the description of the video. So let's get into it. As I just said, my guest today, he is extremely special. He's an unbelievable human being. I really had a, I don't want to get too dramatic and say life-changing, but very close to that, honestly. Two hours with him where we sat down, we talked everything regarding mentalism, which I didn't know a lot about. The whole, I guess, secret society of mentalists and magicians, and then he performed his act, if you will, on me, and uh, I really have no words. I was completely mind-blown. I was so skeptical in the beginning, I thought that I was going to be able to trick him, but uh, absolutely not. It was uh, really an unbelievable sit down and I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I did. So please welcome my next guest, Devante Rosero. Live. We're live. Devante, um, thank you so much for coming in, coming on today. Yes. This is fun too because we literally were, t- were just like going back quickly this morning and here we are, five, here six are. hours later. And uh, honestly, I mean, we've only met once at the space, mm-hmm. one time, very quickly. But uh, I was very, I think you, and you probably have this effect on a lot of people, 
very interested by you and I'm very happy. And then today when we were just kind of going back and forth, I was like, yo, like, come on. I got a lot of questions for you. Um, so I'm happy to hear, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And so I told you a few seconds ago, is there a little tidbit, a little story, a little something the world doesn't yet know about Devante? It took me a moment to think about it because I feel like I, um, I'm i an open book in, in, in many ways. Some things I keep to myself, but at least my story has been told, and we'll get into that later, but it's been told some in other ways before. So you said something that's not out there. Um, and it would make, so what came to mind is something that's kind of recent. So recently, um, my, you know, a lot of people assume that, that I became a mentalist, a mind reader via my parents, you know, because that's maybe how you become a mentalist or a mind reader. Um, I didn't learn through them. As a matter of fact, my dad at, you know, at the age he is now, he is now becoming a mentalist. He is now honing his skills, which I've told him is going to take him, I mean, a lot of time. And he's like, okay, whatever it takes. And he is literally has spent like months in his room just working out the basics and the beginning of, yeah, it's been very interesting. Wait, so, okay, okay. Because the one thing that I remember from our conversation last time was I had asked you how one becomes a mentalist and you said, you gave me a very vague answer in terms of like, it's like you you have kind of like someone you learn from. Sure. So then- You have a mentor, somebody that- A mentor, so that's a first, what you said. Yeah. So then in this case with your dad, like, are you his mentor? Exactly. So, so you basically, he's, he's kind of, he's, he's cutting all kinds of, you know, uh, you know, lines because he's, you know, he's my, he's my dad. And so, you know, and I've been also very hesitant to sort of like introduce him to things. And, and first and foremost, what you, I, it still stands. So what I said about mentalists, I think that there, there's one is born with an inclination to, to do this kind of work. Mm. Um, and that usually shows up not in the same way every time. Some people, um, it shows up different for many people. A simple example, different meaning some people are more, they, they want to be out there on stage. That's the kind of who they are. And there's people with this kind of, uh, let's say, inclination and, and same sort of, uh, let's say, abilities that that are not so, they don't want to be out there. So that's not their thing. Their game is not to put on a show or, or put on a a thing about it. So... Anyway, my dad, I believe, does have what it takes to do it. It's it's only that he's taken on a more traditional career path. You know, he was a fire, he was a lieutenant for the fire department, and so on and so forth. And so, I think that you know, it's interesting now to see his life sort of, you know. How does? No, we'll get into like all of it, but like, is it realistic for him to to be to be a mentalist? Like, how is one deemed? final stage mentalist if he was here he'd probably want to like stop me and say look i didn't say mentalist so maybe i you know and maybe and maybe i have to be careful with the words here because they matter so he specifically wants to get into um let me be uh astrology he wants to specifically get into um um something that he's it, it, so there's see mentalism is a very also vague sort of big boxed word it's not a great word it's you're trying to encapsulate a lot of different um, uh, disciplines and and studies and ideas and What's theories. The definition of mentalism. Um, Let me see yeah, if it's gonna. It's basically the magic of the mind. So it's categorized as a big box, like the illusion of the mind or anything 
you know, whether it's a magic trick of the mind or, um, yeah. It, on Google, Go it ahead. says, and I don't know if you would disagree with this. It says, a magician who performs feats that apparently demonstrate extraordinary mental powers such as mind reading. I would believe so. I would say so. But like, do you, so do you consider yourself a mentalist, a magician, both? Both, for sure. So which one, are there any terms that you don't like to be called? Nah. I, it doesn't matter. None of it all matters. Because once you know what it actually is, then it's like, oh, okay. So wait, when did you know what it actually was? How many years into the study? How, how, how long I knew what magicians were? or Well, I guess what age, let's start from the beginning. What age were you first interested by anything that has to do with this realm? So it's a good question, but it almost, I say it's always been parallel. So, so but it's different. So one interest was uh, the idea that, that, you know, one can do supernatural things, right? As a kid. So right. this is imagination, just supernatural abilities um, and being intrigued by that. So the idea of uh, watching Matilda when I was a kid, mm -hmm. right? And she's moving things mm -hmm. with her minds. This is, she, I didn't see her as a magician. She wasn't uh, doing a magic trick. Um, eventually I would see a magician. I didn't even, I didn't get to see maybe a magician until the age of maybe just around nine, maybe right around the time that I always say, this is when I got involved into this. So I, magic all, all the way gets the credit hundred percent. So then at nine and pretty much any mentalist that's a mentalist, not every mentalist, but many, most mentalists will have to say they became a mentalist through magic, but not all mentalists. Some people just directly went into mentalism. But are, so not all magicians are mentalists. hundred percent. Yeah. Most magicians are magicians. Mentalist is a very but, small category. But, but are all mentalist magicians? It then in the but so you understand how how uh, uh, tricky this question is in the world of magic and mentalists they have this argument. So oh, okay, yeah. So it's so I'm not very worried that I whether I have the right answer. It's like it's debated on both ends. But I think that if anyone is see the thing is that magicians see if you really want to get see like mm -hmm. even your 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 traditional stage magician comes from a history of magician that's not where it started either so what is this word magician what do we so right. you are we all saying that magicians are you you're talking about like your clown like the magician is that what we're talking about or are we talking about you know so magicians right, have right, existed right, right. for hundreds of thousands of years mean. so so what are we not thousands of years maybe but hundreds well maybe thousands depends depends well but yeah, so like that. So I think for sure, why magic is a big word, and I think it's been it it's been dumbed down. And so, sure, if if somebody's gonna only see it as like, oh, you're just doing a card, it's like, okay, see it then, and then you you then explain. Okay, so you're nine years old, and then what happens at nine years old? I see a magician. This is the first time I see actual, you know, traditional magic. What what we call like just you know a prop. You know, like an illusion, like something you put your hand in and it looks like it's gone. You know what I mean? Like okay. just an, uh, a, a trick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm at a summer camp and that's what happened. Well, specifically, it looked like a blade went through the, the like it looks like okay. so this lady puts her hand and it looked like a blade. I knew who the teacher was. So I knew she wasn't like a special assistant. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, how is this even possible? And so that just gets me talking about, you know, this, this thing that I saw. And my dad hears me and he goes, okay, I have an idea. There's this shop that i pass you know on my way to work in the city it says abracadabra maybe they can maybe they have something maybe a book something 
And that's where he ends up taking me. And uh, they were closed the day we ended up going. They had a new place and it was this new abracadabra had now went from being this like small shop in 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 uh, the village at the time, I think. And had, I guess they couldn't really, I don't know if they couldn't pay the bills or whatever the case is, they wanted to expand. And so they bought like this big costume shop. Now they're known as like the big abracadabra New York City, like okay. costume shop. You can't like just show up on Halloween. There's like a line down the block. I mean, okay. it's a huge now known okay. costume shop. But that shop in the back till this day is, is a magic shop or a magic area. But back then it was a much more, it was much more prominent. That's where a lot of the guys hung out. Okay. What guys I'm talking about, the guys that write the books on all this kind of stuff that we all trickles down and ends up becoming the thing that some guy does at a party. But then you start tracing that and you go and you find, oh, it came from this guy and this guy, oh, it gets a little deeper. And then he learns from this guy, which then goes into, and so then those doors are not as easily open to just the guy that walks in. So then, like for you, like are you allowed to say who your mentor is? Sure, yeah. I mean, there's not. It isn't, it's not like a secret. It isn't. It wouldn't be a secret. No, I have many mentors. Is the first okay. answer. So there's not. There's not one mentor, but it, How there's many, many mentors. mentors. Do, you have, do you consider mentors? People uh, do you consider mentors? I would say there's two people that I'm really influenced by that I've been taught by directly and that I followed most of their work. It'd have to be very similar to uh, David Blaine, believe it or not, but it's uh, Danny DeOrtiz from Spain and Asi Wind from New York. And they have both been such great students of the art, Um, both magicians, both card magicians. Okay. But Devante, what the hell does that have to do with mentalism or anything? These two men and their, like, card magic to them is what they love to do. But their knowledge of what they could do and what they are not wanting, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. then they leave that for us and then we will take, you know, that, gladly take what they have in their mind and, and run with it. But, you know, I mean, they are also geniuses with a deck of cards. I mean, they, you know, they do more than a card trick. They, they... You would have to see them. So Asi Wind right now, just a, you know, a plug for him. He's actually in New York City. He has a show right now presented by David Blaine. It's called David Blaine okay. Presents Asi Wind. Um, and yeah, that's been on. That's been uh, running for a while now. They have they've been just reinstating it. So that's one. And the other guy's from Spain, Danny De Ortiz. And like, I don't know how much you're allowed to reveal, but like, what is what are conversations like with you and, and a mentor? Mostly all theory with me and my mentor. So. That's what would it that's what they're really mentoring me on. So what is the theories that we're talking about? Theories as far as effects and mainly the interactions that we have with the people that we've come across and how we feel that we can get, you know, a certain effect, let's say across in a more um it's a, just in a more intentional way. So what whatever the intention is. Uh we talk about um self-reflecting on who we're being in the moment when we're doing what we're doing. We're talking about where we're taking this thing that we're that we're doing so i mean we're just getting deeper uh, much more uh, refined than than just like uh the you know what do you say how do you do this this is not what we're talking about what we're talking about is i already know what i need to do it's more about how do i take this and and develop it more but so it's never like so is it ever like them teaching you a trick never really not 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 really of course i want not a trick but no they, they 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 teach me through their their tricks are almost like is hidden trick a, is trick a bad word in in magic talk it's it can be i think it for sure, again but it's i've seen the debate go back and forth some magicians say well don't use the word um i 
think it's all language. Like I, I actually don't, I'm not married to any of this because I think feelings and emotions and all that and experiences mean much more. So like, just see it and you tell me. So I think trick to some people, it's the only word they have. Right. So that's yeah, what they relate to. Yeah, it's I like, agree, I agree. so then here comes some guy who's studied the word trick and understands the distinguishing factor between a trick and an illusion. It's just like, well, not everybody knows that, bro. So trick, I don't get offended by. But yes, specifically, we understand. Like if I'm speaking amongst my friends, then we understand the difference between if you're calling something a trick versus if you're calling something this or sleight of hand or if you're calling it. Do you feel like some magicians or mentalists or illusionists are like too commercial where they're away from the art itself like uh i don't know i'm trying to think of oh actually i recently when i was in vegas i think a year ago with my buddy we saw um what's his name david copperfield okay and that feels very commercialized right okay. like i don't know have you been to one of his shows sure okay so yeah. like so you know what i'm talking about right yep. the ex- and, the, and it's pretty it's pretty cool you know but it feels like it's very much like granted of course like good for him like for the money but he's still doing unreal things. Yeah. Do you feel like I don't know, how's that? How do you how do you weigh the the commercial and the money side with like the actual art or is it all does it not matter? I want to give this cannabis uh, r- uh r- um Related to this like cannabis industry that I've been sort of studying, and it okay. comes out of nowhere, but it's very similar, in the sense that there's so many ways to do it, man, and and there's the commercial big, and then there's proper ways to do that, right? and so what Copperfield has done, to say that it's not art, anybody in the industry would be wrong, right? Because right. he is like the OG, but yes, of course, at that level, you also are not doing certain things, but that's the cost of being right. at that at that scale, so. But we can also talk about guys, let's say, that have gone that scale, that have done it the wrong way, maybe the that, that have kind of not put any art in it. So we can talk about those guys. And let's say those guys are the guys that could afford illusions. So illusions were, for the most part, and illusions, again, categorized by by me, right. is very, or if I'm talking amongst my friends, what we mean by illusions are very specifically, for the most part, props on stage that you pay thousands and thousands of dollars for that are going to do things that you can't even imagine right you can disappear on stage you can appear on stage you can fly on i mean they kind of do it you know it takes you to bring it to life but it's illusions right like so yeah so that's stage illusions right i mean that's that's been that's been every any uh mask magician show will show you what that looks like right and from the old school tricks of like vanishing an elephant to, to the new ones vanishing let's say a plane whatever it's an illusion so that's there but an illusion by itself is just an illusion what we would call a trick so a trick is very dry it's very like you know what i mean this is a trick right this is like right you know what i mean and tricks are good like in in what in and so you asked me earlier what do we talk about with my mentors this we talk theory we talk about the levels of a magician right what is the first level is the trickster right the trickster is what every magician starts off as it's the let me fool you Mm -hmm. right let me make you feel like ah gotcha and that's everywhere where we all start when we reach this level of like understanding what, what we're up to. And the next level above that is when you realize like, okay, I can do more than just trick you. I can actually now learn that like I can take you somewhere. Mm. Because the manipulation can either be to trick you or it can be to get you somewhere. And now I can go deeper into where where I, I've taken this art, which is leaving people a little different than I than I met them. Is there 
well, maybe this is like giving away the the work, but like, are there certain traits you look for in certain people that you're gonna? No, at all. And I know it. Okay, y- y- the answer is no in the way you're asking it. I'll I'll give a distinguishing when yes, no in the sense that there isn't a person that I'm looking for, or there isn't a person that I'm avoiding, ever. But if I'm doing a show where I'm trying to create a certain vibe at a certain time and I want to make a specific moment um, sad, let's say, versus more funnier, well, then I might choose somebody that's a little bit more upbeat for the happy moment and a little bit more just calm and relaxed for this, you know, for the for the thing where I want to get a little more serious. So, yeah, there I'm looking. But if in that same moment somebody says, could you switch it? Yes, it does. It's irrelevant to what I'm doing. So does the work you do does it specifically target maybe the the common denominators that all humans have because we're all obviously mm. different yes so the answer is yes yes so like there's some things about humans that are all the same yes no matter which seven billion of the seven million people you yes you, and are you allowed to reveal what those are or no yeah, sure. I mean, the easy one is like the, I, I don't know, the number of the all the valuable uh, sort of like human traits. That, that's it. That's the ones. I mean, oh. all of those, you know, you're, you're. What's the range? I don't even know it. I, I, I've heard it's up, like, I feel like it's up, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like up to four. I, I've heard up, I've heard at least like 40. And, and like, what are some of those traits? You know, are just like, you know, jumping to conclusions, um, oh. you know, are, are is just like something that all humans will do. Um, you know, uh, thinking you're right. Um, you know, just like a lot of these just things that we all do. Um, and some of us think, oh, but I don't. I, most of us do, but I don't. Yeah, sure you don't. So like in a way, would you say that magicians are master manipulators? Yes, that is why that's stage one. So that's why we're all magicians, right? So yeah, okay. But if that's what you're going to think, that's all it is. And you're the one that doesn't get it, right? Are there ever like people in like your personal life that get skeptical of you because they know that you have this? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Really? Yeah, it's, it's like how so? Um, just like well, not in my per- not anybody that, that that's super close because then that that means at this point they would have grown up with me and they've known me. But um, people that I've let's say met or uh, that I've come across with, like for example, there's people that have had um, you know um, questions of like you know. You right now, matter of fact, (laughs) you are an example. Right before this started, you went and got coffee. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, just so people know, since we did this on super short notice, I couldn't get my my producer in here. But I I went to get um, coffee with with Cozy over there. And we uh, and I was thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, I don't know. He's like, could be like just putting some shit in the air and like figuring something out (laughs) in the studio. But I was like, ah, probably not. But then I'm like, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's part of his like, like show. Like I don't know. Now you're questioning yourself. And then yeah. I'm questioning myself. And then even like, well, even for, I think the thing too is, and I wonder if if you feel this, like people when they're either they know they're gonna see you, or they're like in front of you already, they probably try to like hyper turn on their senses to like see like like even when I was looking at um, uh, my phone right to, to with my passcode right. I'm like, yo, don't only face ID. Because just in case he wants to do like some passcode thing, only face ID. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yes, all of that. But all of that answers the question you asked me earlier, which is how predictable are we? 
Now, the answer is you did everything as predictable as what, right? Because it is the most predictable to be skeptical, right? The skeptical person would just, you know, like this is this is idea that like, you know, it's like, here's the perfect magic trick. You want to talk about magic, just basic trick? Here's, yeah. a, here's a basic trick. If you want to like make believe you're like, just make believe you're hiding it in this hand, right? And even if you really have it in this hand, but just if, the, if you make believe and you do such a bad job at it, what they'll do is that they'll think like, oh, I'm, I caught him. I got him. The confidence they get from that, right? So by the way, con is you work with somebody's confidence. That's why the con works. So a con only works by putting your, you now think you're ahead of me. You came, oh, you came thinking that by you, right, looking, oh, right, that's right, right. how it's going to be solved. And so not only did you make yourself even more predictable, it's like you are now <laughs> falling into it. You know what I mean? You're oh. walking yourself into that. The person that is not predictable is actually the least is the hardest person to to you know to even actually somebody that's actually super open i don't want to work with them a little bit because i they're actually not being themselves they're they're sort of uh, over trying they're over and they're actually not i don't know what they're they don't even know what they're doing you know being skeptical is predictable you're gonna hide if i say this you're gonna give me a, a response to go this way i expect that but yeah like i yeah so like that but do you know, okay, so when you're, are there certain tr tricks that you... Let's use effects. I'll introduce you to the word effect. Okay, why do you like the word effect more? I think it encapsulates several things that don't just have to be tricks. Unless you're, because when I hear tricks, again, speaking, if we're just talking, you know, um, amongst people that I feel that would know, if I was talking to my friends, I would want to know, like, uh, which trick is this? Is this a trick or is this uh, an effect? Like... So, but go ahead. Maybe in it is reality, a reality. It is. It's an. It's a. Well, it's a like psychological effect. Yes. Like, what's your definite? When you say effect, what does that mean to you? I, I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm reading too much into it. I mean, I. I just mean an effect, and I'm utilizing the gener the general part of the word of just to encap to 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 bring in whether saying. it's a magic trick or this. But go ahead. But you can distinguish, I think what you were trying to distinguish is like a trick versus something else, right? Well, I, what I was curious about is, are there, like, are you able or do you make yourself open and willing to do all of your plethora of tricks mm. at the same time, like on demand? Like if you're, say, doing a show or doing a party or an event, right? Would I do mentalism and then a card trick, let's say, or, or something like this? Like, if somebody on demand is like, figure out the the, pa the passcode on my phone. Gotcha. So, the magic can almost always done be done that way. Mentalism almost always can't be done that way. Um, so, with mentalism, no. Uh, I mean, a, a little secret that I can maybe share is that I can create the illusion that that's the case. But then, that's where my magic uh, helps. You know what I mean? I can create the illusion that you feel that you're challenging me spontaneous you know spon you know like oh my god i didn't know you were going to ask me to do this but and you would truly feel that way but the answer is the truth is almost always it takes a certain amount of time for me to be with someone before i can do anything like for example like i couldn't be right now like open up my phone no uh you can and i will and i could do it right now let's say but you would now just be engaging into the process it what you're being technical is would i just go in and unlock it right now no right because i haven't connected we haven't done anything there's no way that i would just know I because see. and i think that that's what most people think it's like you're a mind reader you already know what i'm thinking right and uh 
I think that that's part of the sexiness of it and the coolness of it and the mystery of it. But the truth of it is, no, I don't just know what's in your mind right now. Well, I think what's interesting is that as somebody who's who can understand that there's a process, right? There's a, I, un, I know that I don't know, right? I know that so – and then I also know that, you know, a lot of things – you see movies and you see this and there's a lot of there's there's a fiction aspect of magic right that i think a lot of humans can acknowledge to a certain degree but then there's also like your work that i know is is real but i know that there's things that there's a process there's a process that you go through that i don't know yes right so i think what i'm always fascinated about is how when I see especially all the videos of of you or whoever else doing these these effects or these tricks or whatever, is that we know that you know what's going on mm-hmm. that we also don't know. Mm-hmm. And but we're still amazed. And that is what I think is always very like extraordinary because I know like if we do it something after, I'm going to be I'm not I'm gonna have no fucking idea what happened. I'm gonna be amazed. But it's almost weird knowing that I know that you have the answers, but I don't and I'm still amazed. Does that make sense? Why would it, why do you think it would make you less amazed? I don't think it would make me less amazed. It's just I just think it's interesting that a lot of people, myself included, I love everything that's to do with magic. Ever since I was younger, I not in the sense of like your way where it me it got me to a point where I wanted to get involved, but I just always like I love watching those videos. I love watching like when I was going through your um, your Instagram and and I've gone through David Blaine's for you know many years and stuff like that. I love it, but I also know that there's you guys have secrets. Yes, and I don't know those secrets, and yes. no, not a lot of people know those secrets. Right, and it feel it feels supernatural, but like we should know objectively as like some smart human beings, it's not supernatural yes. unless you agree. I agree. Everything you've said is, is exactly right. But then the word supernatural is to me a feeling ultimately, right? This idea that something feels supernatural um, or maybe not feel that. Well, how do you t- – we would categorize pretty simply. Would we say supernatural is something that what science couldn't explain, let's say? Yes. And would we say that there's already things happening in this world that are supernatural that no human, let's say, has control of, but just in general, from our perspective, seems to be supernatural in the sense that even science looks at it with a question of why, like, how is this happening? Right. Like for me, like ghosts and like aliens and stuff like that is bordering that. Right. Because like objective people can disagree, of course, but objectively ghosts scientifically don't exist. Right. But like to a lot of people. To some people, sorry, they might. Right. But like most can agree that it's they don't. Same so, for, for me, they, that's kind of similar with magic where it's like we kind of know that magic, like the root word magic, is gonna, I don't know if this is like an insulting, is not real. So you're talking about a magic trick. So you're, and you're right. The reason there's no offense there is because I think we're displacing some stuff, but I do want to be specific. Right. I and mean, then we can disagree. I love this because I think, I, just so you know where my heart is and people are, uh, well, here's something people are surprised to hear. I'm actually really skeptical myself, probably more skeptical than your average person or even your average skeptic. Like anything I do, I, I am almost like immersed in it. And that's what I was most of my life was a skeptic. 
um, I mean, atheist, I mean, just a full blown skeptic reading everything I could. I mean, Sam Harris, I mean, the whole nine. I mean, I'm pretty well read on like skepticism and like, funny enough, Penn and Teller are like the presidents of like the big skepticism community. And like magicians have actually are very much part of why skepticism community even exists. Like we were the ones exposing the psychics and the and the and the mediums i mean and i don't I say we because it is a community you know you had the harry houdini who had a broadway show and his half the sh half the most people don't know this but half his show was dedicated to exposing psychics and to the day that he died he knew that psychics would exploit his death and exploit his wife his, his widow um saying that they were going to bring him back to life and that, that they should pay him and and of course they did when he died um what they didn't know was that they had agreed on a word and there was a word that only if it was true that they had connected that some psychic according to them had said that they had reached them because there were going to be many that were going to come out and say this that he already had known this uh that they should then know this word that him and his wife had agreed on and of course no one ever knew the word and uh specifically the year afterwards and but what was this word going to do it would just confirm, you know, so if you truly are contacting the dead, oh. if you are truly contacting my, my my husband, then ask him to give you the word that we agreed on. Mm. And of course, no one could. Uh, and and uh, this actually started because Houdini was a believer at the beginning. He actually wanted to believe uh, when his mom had passed. Um, he he had an almost obsessive relationship with his mom. He loved, adored his mom, write her, would write her letters when he was on tour the whole nine every day. And when she passed, the psychics hit him, you know, were, were, were telling him that they can reach his mom, they can speak to his mom. This was really in the golden era of the psychic mediums meeting and, and having these seances. This was the golden era of that. This was happening all the time. And one of the ladies would tell him that they were speaking to his mom and eventually at the end, I think she said something like, you know, um, you know, Jesus loves you or something like that. And he puts his head down and he goes you fucked up you know like she was jewish her whole life like, she would have never said that mm. and that's how he had exposed them for himself and so with that vendetta in his heart he would expose so he would spend like the first 30 minutes doing first hour of his show doing his amazing stunts and escape and then after that he'd be like i'm gonna do everything you've ever seen these fucking psychics do right now and it's all fucking bullshit and like psychics are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know? And so we, we go back to this, like, you know, do I, you know, do I, what do I think it should be called? You know, so coming from that space, coming from, you know, literally wanting to almost like police the space of like making sure no one's, you know, James Randi, you know, ha had a million dollar offer for anybody that can claim anything supernatural. You know what I mean? So, so where is it that I stand? And this is a big question for me, probably even why I've avoided podcasts, because I've had to almost make sure that I, I've thought about these questions enough. Before I got serious into me mentalism, I spent about a, a year, two, I want to say a year and a half just contemplating on this. Where was it that I stood with this whole thing? What is this? What is it, what is it that I'm even doing? I don't even know if I've got the answer, but I surely have gone further than I was there. And what I've realized, it's like, oh, okay, I understand now. Like, there's a lot of things at play. There's a lot of disciplines at play. We're using sleight of hand. We're using all of it. And amongst this, all, all of these things, there's tangible things and there's intangible things. 
And the reason I know that is because I can take this magician or this mentalist and I could see them do the exact same thing and I could see two people connect in different ways. And I could see different people have different effects. And I can have di- and I see the and I, I could see the difference at least. And so I say that it's more based on the person and what they're doing. And so I'm doing I'm doing all sorts of things. You know what I mean? Because my ultimate goal is to have an effect, not to convince you that you know that you should pay me because I can speak to your mom or because I can unlock your phone or what I will prove to you though is that there are things you can't understand that you can't explain and I'll do that I'll do that without the use of sleight of hand or illusions see that I think is that's where I think the wow factor comes in the most yes. like on the degree of like wow factor like you know if I see a card trick I'm like okay wow if I see, but I, but I can also understand that you got, when I don't know how you got that, I think is, and that's, I think exactly what you're talking about is because like, you know, it's some tricks you can kind of maybe as like someone who knows nothing, I can kind of maybe have ideas on how you got there. I don't know, but, you, but when I have no fucking ideas, that's when I'm like, wow. Yes. Which is actually how my mentors all started with their cards, right? Tricks. Like I had grown up watching card tricks. But these two guys were doing things with cards that just didn't make any sense. They weren't using any sleight of hand, right? Like I was used to guys being quick and you're being fast and you're in. And that's what the whole world is pretty much used to. Maybe this is is me for the first time realizing maybe what I loved about them so much, which was I'll never forget Danny. As you're explaining what you're liking, it's like as if the first time I remember seeing Danny DeOrtiz. I was in, I was in, uh, I was in now, I want to say Guatemala. This was a, a big convention, Spanish, because he speaks Spanish. So it was a Spanish speaking convention in Guatemala. He's from Spain. Flew out there. I flew in just to watch him. I'm in this big theater where it's only magicians, right? And so Danny fools magicians, right? So like, put that in your mind. He has a room full of like a thousand of the top, top magicians, cart magicians. And he is frying all of them. How you feel when you go, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. That's how we feel watching this man. He's not doing anything quicker than us. He's using our deck of cards. Like, how is he doing this? This doesn't make any sense. He's doing things that don't, they don't, I can't even find them in any book. Like, where do I go to, uh, what book does it say that you should know what the fuck I'm, th- like, this doesn't make any sense. That's what those guys, like, made me feel. And that's why I think, you know, that's why I consider them, you know, uh, my, my driving, you know, influence. Because I want to leave people that way. You know, which is, again, I think part of the tool that I use to leave people a little bit different than they were, which is I'm not just trying to wow you. I think the mental maybe jump is when you realize like, wow, I don't have the mental resources to fully explain what just happened. And what I hope happens is there's a surrendering of whatever security you thought you had on knowing everything, which is seems to be when I was a skeptic, the 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 goal. That's we should know everything, but realistically, if you know anything, you know you know nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I say that when you leave me, it reminds you again, you don't know everything, and luckily, I'm doing it humbly. I don't think I know more than you either. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing it because I too was there, and I just understand it just as much as you do. That, that that what you're watching doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense. The same way that when Danny did the thing with the car, it didn't make any sense to me. 
So I know exactly where that, and I and I feel that that feeling is what I'm chasing, and I want to give people that. And I found that I can do that through mentalism more than I can do it with magic. Magic is very necessary in my life because it it allows me to wow people online. It allows me to wow people in person. It's a very big part, and it's my passion since I've been a kid. It's how I got into this. It's how I could even, you know, before I can start doing mentalism. So how many magicians, like also how do you consider yourself a magician? Do you have to like... I think simply the the line you cross is whenever you start doing mental magic, whenever you start doing mental magic is anything amazing in the mind, right? That's when you've jumped the, the line of becoming a mentalist. When you've like, for the most part, let the deck of cards go and you're not trying to do any more like sleight of hand, you know, that's when you're sort of jumping into that. So how many, so how many magicians are there an estimate? A like lot the more world? than mentalists. Right. That's what I was going to. Like a lot more, like 10 times more, maybe 50 times more, 100 times more. So now, I would say I've, I've, they've done a big, quote unquote, like big mentalism. Well, they've done a lot of conventions. Sometimes the big conventions will have some magicians that are trying to learn from the mentors. So that it's very hard to see how many mentalists. There's a lot of interest in mentalism. But from this private mentalist groups that I can tell you about, that like where the, I say the, the real mentalist courses are happening, they're filling very, very small rooms. Um, and this is worldwide. These are guys coming like in from Dubai. How many do you estimate like? in the world if you had to estimate well known we know that there's only like half a dozen well known respectable um on like that we know out in the that like the darren browns like the um like a max maven i, I probably have a hard time uh, again famous ones and maybe even magicians is, is not i mean there's not a lot of famous magicians copperfield houdini even less mentalist maybe of all in all times Living right now, look, it's very hard for me to put a number, right? Because I say, what am I going to say, 100? And there's going to be yeah. another that they're going to be in like Australia that I completely forgot about. They're like, dude, what about us? Where are we in minds? I don't know. There's, there's, I don't know the number. I know that it's a lot less than magic. I know that, you know, it's, it's not as easily accessible. Um, and so that really shortens the list of, of the amount of people that do it at that scale. So I think it's about who's doing it at that scale. So then what's the process to become a mentalist? When you say like it's it's not as accessible, I think that the kind of effects you're looking for when you're trying to do the kind of mentalism shows that I'm doing, or the kind of guys that I think I'm working with, you're looking for the kind of stuff you're not going into a magic shop. Like you're not looking for the magic tricks. You're not looking for the thing that like here press the button and then the thing does you know and the coin disappears like so. So then where do you so then where do you learn it? And that question is what I want. I want the thing where, I don't know. And then you search and you look and you find the guy who doesn't want to talk to anybody, right. who lives in Ireland, who only speaks to this guy, who then maybe might introduce you to show you this one thing. And he may only have a conversation and only give you a bit of it. And you may, that. And we searched for that. See, that's exactly how I kind of pictured it going. Where it's like you have to have very like acute social skills and your very and your like social awareness and your ability to to navigate humans has to be extremely extremely good. Mm. I think like outside looking in from based on what you're describing and a tiny bit of our conversation before, it sounds like to get into this, you have to be extremely curious. You have to have you have to and you basically are like, you know, on like you're playing a game of like clue where you're trying to like you pick up a little something from this person and then and then if they feel you as a human, it's probably a lot for them, like gut feeling. Maybe they'll introduce you to like some other guy. Yes. And then and then but because like even in that, 
but it all feels very secretive. It feels super secretive. It feels like to outsiders. Even some talking about it right culty. here feels super secretive. Like, like you know, how much of this do I want to share? Is right. has been you know a question the whole time on my mind. But I think that yeah, I don't think I've said anything that that's not out there. But is are there like different? Do you feel like it's culty? Uh, you know, I, I can. We can have a whole. I, I did a lot of studying into like cults and just the mentality of cults and what is a cult and how do we distinguish cults and look. So the answer from someone who feels that they've done a good month's Google worth of of, of looking up cults. Um, so I'm not an expert, but just looking up, you know, and trying to just do my own study on like what is a cult. And uh, I spoke to a guy named Robert Fitzpatrick, who is actually a uh, f- uh, uh, you know a renowned like cult expert. So he's been on CNN. So I actually that's how deep I get into when I want to learn something. Mm-hmm. Like I contacted this guy who doesn't know who the hell I am, and I've asked him questions about cults. So. What he explained to me, so from him explaining to me, he says, first and foremost, many things are cults. So what are you talking about? Apple is a cult, right? If you work at Apple, you might get a tattoo, right? And so you, so, so begins the cult activity. So I would ask him like, so he actually wrote a book on on like cults on like how to, dis, like what are the cult uh, attributes? I think one of them is like a charismatic leader at the top. I mean, that's usually like one of them. Um, you know, the behavior changes in, in, the, in, the, in the members. What he taught me was the real question is not, are you in a cult or not, is, are you in a destructive cult is what he would right. say right and so he said at what point is it becoming destructive so he said unfortunately there's certain sect of churches that are mm-hmm. called he's like what do you want to call a cult Devante? you know what i mean there's many things how you look at it can be a cult so i said okay so he said you have to be careful because the real question is when does it become a destructive cult when are you doing something and by the way just like we had actually been speaking about multi-level marketing at that point just to throw that in the mix like that was in the conversation of is that a cult and that's been obviously accused to be a cult and that's actually the that was the topic at hand and so we were trying to determine is that you know a cult and so to answer your question matt do i think it's a cult if probably but not a destructive one i wouldn't say that wouldn't think so so to take you back so because we didn't go through the timeline you're nine years old Mm -hmm. like what's the what's the process from nine until now a lot man so much so many different things i mean first mentalism hasn't been a part of you know at least the way it is now mentalism as an interest as a wanting to do something supernatural wanting to do beyond the magic trick that's been a wanting as a kid that's all it was i don't know how to put that together i don't know what that even looks like um other than a a movie like matilda the magic shop allows me to actually do something that looks and Mm -hmm. gets a wow right to do a card trick and looks amazing i mean nobody i don't think anybody thought i was uh supernatural but i just think they they were just giving me a wow and i thought that was definitely great for a nine-year-old by 10 nine years old 10 years old i was already doing kids parties i mean I'm, I'm in front of kids so i'm now getting to do this in front of others right and not just learning how to run the magic trick but how to run whatever the situation the people that were around me and they were my age so like a nine-year-old managing other nine-year-olds you know um is pretty crazy to me i think or i remember that feeling of like did you feel like a, like a prodigy a little bit I felt like I felt like because my grandmother, which is she should come into the I mean, you can't speak about my, me without speaking about my grandmother, who is the biggest influence in my life, who is the person that supports and drives all of this, who is the person who believes that there's more than just the magic. She is the opposite of the skeptic. She is all the belief lives inside of her. The belief in me lives inside of her. I mean, it, it's sort of like, you know, she's my angel, you know, and she's still living and you know we can get into her story but just just to give her you know uh, the 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 platform she deserves here's a woman who was born in 19 early 1930 in Dominican Republic which is a dictatorship country at the time under Trujillo 
leaves a country in a in a small village, not in a city, lives in a village where where with my grandfather has kids, somehow convinces him to stay with the kids, which is how do you do that? Because at the time there's like this whole machismo thing. And she's like, I'm going to go to uh, the America. I'm going to figure things out. Comes out here, doesn't speak the language, has absolutely no family here, no connections, no nothing. And today she's a multimillionaire with multiple properties. Wow. You know, my grandfather unfortunately passed away. He never worked a job more than Nathan's Frankfurters on Coney Island. That was his job for 40 years. How did she do it? No college degree. You said earlier was it's you know that you feel that mentalists have a, a way with people. She is the queen of people. She is doing effects on people that are not being clapped on because it's a, an effect right. like this. She's touched more people than than I can count. I'm just like shaking also because mm-hmm. it's cold. But oh, wait, hold, me, hold on. Let me turn off this. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, where were we? Your grandmother. So yeah, so she, so you know, I question, I, and now you know, I try to you know reverse engineer who she is, how did she get where she is, and you know, it's that it's there was a sense of belief in her, a sense of belief that for most of my life I've almost wanted to discredit. I wanted a, the skeptic in me. Remember, uh, I almost wanted to prove her wrong. And maybe in those years that I was in magic, I felt like, ah, everything's a trick, you see? Like, I figured it out. I found the thing. But it was like, the more I thought that, the more, the less of the effect that I had. I could wow people, but I didn't have an effect and I was losing the effect. And I didn't realize that I say that to have the effect I'm speaking of, which is a little bit less tangible than the wow that a trick gets, there's a sense of... uh of belief that one must have in what one is doing. Let me be clear. I don't think that what I'm placing the belief on is the process and that there is no process and that what you should believe is that what I'm doing is something that no human can do. Look, that's what you've told yourself. I didn't claim that. All I'm claiming is that at the end of this, there will be an effect that's much bigger than a wow of like a you know card trick and stuff and it's a and it's an effect that's real and that it's that it's that effect can be definitely uh um you know tested and tried and you know and people i say feel different i don't know how could how could it be tested but you know maybe i don't want to corner myself there but i feel that it can be at least viewed you know what i mean you can see and you can talk to people that have seen the kind of effect that i'm talking about versus a wow effect what so when you're when you're perform or when you're doing what you do are you looking for what what feels are you looking to feel something yourself yeah like why why do you do all this is it is it to to wow others or to wow yourself that you can wow others Mm. i think that at the beginning when all magicians start doing magic there's a sense of wanting to do it because of the 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 notoriety or the or the or the attention that it might get you so it's kind of that so it's kind of like wow, look how cool I am and how, and, and there's a lot of that for many years that I think that I had to sort of wash through or just go through. Um, and we can get into that. You know, there was a, a period of time for years that I sort of 
was went through my own mind and, and try to find myself. I had a great uh, mentor that wasn't a magician or a mentalist. He was a storyteller, but he and a director to a documentary that was done on me. And he would eventually ask me questions like that. Why do you do magic? Why? And eventually we'd realize that, yeah, it was a lot of ego. And then once I was able to get there and I was able to sort of get that? over there, maybe 21 when I kind of realized like where, and, and it happened um, when I started working with a nonprofit organization called Magicians Without Borders. Up to that point, for sure, it was about like how it made me look and where the riches that it could get me or the where, what, where it could take me in the world. What happened at 21 when I started working in the nonprofit space and, and it was no longer these, it wasn't, it wasn't a private jet anywhere. It was like, you know, however we can get to El Salvador, which is a third world country to help kids. That's what we were doing. And then when I was there, the guy, the gentleman I was working with, Tom Werner, who founded Magician Without Borders, he had been performing for a lot of the kids, maybe teaching them some tricks here and there. I I was like, look, I want to I want to do something more. I don't know what it is, but I want to do something more. At the time, I had taken already. I had already gotten over the tricks part of magic. I wanted to do more with the trick. Can you do more? I mean, okay, wow, cool. What, what else can you do with this? So at the time, I knew that I could tell maybe stories. Maybe I could tell a story. Maybe I could tell something that actually says, maybe I could, what I'm saying will mean, so instead of saying, look, water disappears, maybe the water has a, maybe it's a, maybe, maybe it has a, a symbol. And I began to tell my personal story. And we can get into that later of like, you know, just my own problems and stuff as a kid. And and I said, I'm going to teach these kids how to tell their story with this with this magic trick. And that's what I did. And for years, I would go on to not just teach these kids how to tell stories with their um, magic that Tom would teach them. But I realized the impact that it had on them, the effect that it had on them. Uh, it had a really cathartic effect of like being able to be a kid who can do magic, tell your story, tell a story have an influence on a person, you know, by saying the story. And the magic was just a, um, a means to an end. And where it could have or would have just ended as a, uh, okay, cool. Oh, that, was, that was cute. That was nice. There was a kid named Zumba, Zumbita. And Zumbita had a very simple magic trick when I met him. He was already doing it. It's a, Everybody knows that if you ever bought a magic trick or a magic uh, case, it's the one that always comes in a magic case. It's a little vase. It has a little uh, like red ball, and you take off the vase, and you take the little red ball out of the vase. You put it in your pocket, and if you cap the vase again, the ball will always appear back, right? That's the trick, and, and uh, it's like a, for a five-year-old for the most part. This kid would eventually tell a story that's like has impacted the world at this point. Like It, it, gone, it went on to, to be in a movie and stuff, and so he tells a story of... Of, uh, of one day waking up and he sees this kid crying on the street and he asks him, you know, why are you crying? And the kid says, you know, the worst thing has happened to me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. And Zubita tells the kid, look, you have to think a little bit more positive. You know, these North Americans, look, look what they gave me, this little vase. And he puts out the little vase. This is his performance. He's now performing this in front of people. And he says, these Americans, they get, he's telling the story of this kid he meets. These Americans gave me this vase and they told me this story. You have to have love. See this little red ball? That's the love you have to have. And the kid grabbed my hand and he says, you don't understand. I've lost it all. I don't have any love. And he opens his hand and there's nothing there. And I didn't understand. So I just left it there and I spoke to him and I said, tell me what happened. And he says, my mom, she committed suicide. And he says, look, I know it's really tough. I know you can't see through it. But if you can believe, if you can have that magic in your heart, maybe you can find it again. When I, and then he uncaps it. 
and it's back. And then he closes it up and people are clapping. And then he says, the reason I know this story is because I was a little kid. See, you might think it's just a magic trick. But I know what it is. And there was a sense of where I was taking him with it. It was a sense of connection of the audience. And the magic was bringing their guard down. See, they thought they were watching a magic trick. They didn't think they were connecting with a kid. And as they connected with him, they, he connects with them. And Zubita was a good kid, man. I wish I could say that, you know, he had this great life and we were able to save him from bullshit that was going on. His fucking mom committed suicide. It was so poor. I worked with him for six years we would stay in contact when i got an opportunity to go to el salvador i mean to to ireland to perform for google i convinced them to fly him out there to get him a visa and get him out there and let him do this thing and they did and he's going to see so much uh, actually it was uh, peter that actually went out there we had a, we had it was three kids marcella peter and Zumbita. There was many more kids, but these are the three kids that really stuck with us. Dozens more. Zumbita being the youngest. Zumbita would eventually go back home, and as much as we wanted to have this help him and, and you know, and utilize his superpower, you know, he um, would fall victim of, like, gang stuff and, and, and uh, you know, still alive, but, you know, deep involved in the, in the trenches and, you know, mm. you know, uh, life, is, life is, is something else. And so, look, what, what does that have to do with mentalism? I was on the search for something when I was 21. I wasn't a mentalist yet. It's not what I was saying. I was saying that that's when it changed. That's when I understood. You asked me, why do I do this? That's why I do this. To connect with people, to leave them different than I met them. And I have a variety set of skills to do that. When you when you alluded to earlier about i think part of the why being perhaps in your childhood or other other reasons is it is it are you do you do it for the young the young devante or the young parallel to devante that like a like an individual that you're speaking about yeah been an amazing week man for me because i've been all over i've been i've been really enjoying the fruits of my labor of the work but the reason it's so emotional is is because 
you know, it is bringing me back to why we're doing this. And <clears throat> yeah, we do it for him. We do it for every kid like me, like him, like all of us that, you know, feel that we have something special. And the math or the science doesn't, doesn't, can't explain it. Doesn't, um, the data doesn't say that you do or, and so it's up to you to, 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 to make, to, to break through. It's up to you to break through that noise and to break through the, whatever the standard is or whatever the belief is or whatever that thought that I told you earlier, this like the certainty that you know everything, that you're so damn sure you know everything, this kid or that anything that any that is so, you know, the, these assumptions that we make as humans and we make them on other people and we make them on ourselves. So I do it to break both the belief of others and what they believe, you know, uh, of kids like, uh, like, uh, like, like Zumba, but also for yourself, man, just that, you know, that you hold yourself sometimes, you know, like, damn, there's no way this, I know, I know that there's no way. No, you don't know. And it's almost like just, yeah, so. Do you feel like you've now been, av been able to convince the young, the young Devante that there is a way? Or is that still the ongoing mission? Yeah, that's the, you know, it's, it's, that's what I guess gets me so emotional is because I've, I've, I've been, I said earlier, I'm the biggest skeptic, bro. It's like, I'm living inside of this, like, and it's like the skeptic is being proven wrong all the time. And he wants to like, but some of this stuff that we can't understand. And I get it. I understand why it's, it's very important to not let that cat out of the bag too much because there's people that are abusive it there's people that will right. utilize the fact that we don't understand anything to then say that they understand it i'd be i'd be wary of those guys i'm not here telling you i know more than you mm -hmm. just telling you both of us don't know everything right because i think what's what's interesting is in a lot of ways to do what you do you need to have you need to be confident i guess in in the act Right. I would imagine. Yeah. Because you you're, do. you know, sometimes it's higher stakes. You're in front of whatever the situation might be. Right. People are expecting you to be the guy that they expect. So yes. and that takes and you have to be confident that you can be that guy. Yes. But then I think what's so beautiful and I, I deeply, I'm grateful that you feel comfortable enough to, to be emotional is I also see the, A, that you're human and that the, the experiences of your life have brought you to this point, right? And now you and I are in front of each other. And that I think is also the beauty of why I do this, right? Is because yes. you and I grew up differently, we have different passions, different interests, yet we're right here right now. Right. And so would you would you characterize the the why as trying to to prove the the self-doubt or the maybe the lack of confidence you once had or maybe currently still have, because I think as humans, no matter the most confident humans in the world, always have some level of self-esteem, whatever, right? Um, or are you always further trying to better understand the why, even if you have an idea about what the why is with stories like Zumba, right? Mm. With stories like a young Devante. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that I'm playing a an infinite game and not a finite game. I think that I'm for sure 
doing something I'm never going to exhaust, which is absolutely just one live up to to my potential, which is you know an infinite game. Um, but that that capulates pretty that that encapsulates is that the word? Mm-hmm. What I want to do, which is that I I want to, you know I I think I once I'm going to take this from somebody once said you know I, I, on my tombstone uh, on my tombstone I wanted to say all used up you know all mm-hmm. like everything that I could have done man I did it you know and what's the motivating factor on it just I think it starts from being grateful I think so my work with Zumbita and everybody else and realizing that as much as I thought I had a bad Zumbita I had it even ten times worse and. Like, okay, there's a sense of gratefulness that came from that. As a matter of fact, my work with him would eventually lead me to do what I'm doing now, which is I had sort of falling into a moment of, you know, self-realization at the time I was 21, but I was doing a lot of nonprofit work. But I said, wait a minute, I have a dream. I'm telling these kids, follow your dream. Go ahead, Devante, follow your dream. Well, what's your dream? Well, you want to take this worldwide. You want to, you want to take this thing. And then I, at the time I was doing magic tricks. This is the only thing I ever really practiced. So I said, do you want to take magic tricks all over the world? And I said... No, I know. I know what I want to do, and the, and and I had seen stage mentalists connect with people the way that I I knew that I wanted to connect with people, and the only thing that I could relate to that feeling was when I was nine years old. Was when you know to that supernatural idea, those those ideas that were beyond the magic tricks were just inability to have an effect on somebody that you know, like my my like my grandmother had on me, very similar. And where it wasn't, you know, just a card trick. And like I said, I, I would then eventually find, um, you know, mentalism. But the mentalism I had found online just looked like bad magicians doing mentalism tricks, you know. And uh, uh, and then, you know, I laughed because that's what all, you know, any mentalist that hears, oh, that's that's how all, you know, it's, that's good. Because that'll either you'll stop there and you kind of think like, oh, that's it. And then you walk backwards. And if you just keep walking and you keep walking and you keep walking, then things start opening up. And I find you can get into some really interesting stuff like the stuff I'm doing, some of the other guys I've mentioned, which is to me the top tier st- sort of like the mentalist of stuff that I like to watch, you know, guys like, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too from a psychological perspective that this, you're skeptical, you're a skeptic. Everybody that, either is on the receiving end. So let's say in a situation you're dishing out an effect, a trick, whatever, but you yourself are a skeptic. The mm. person who's receiving it is a skeptic. This world, it's very easy to get lost and look at how dark and and doubt and be skeptical about everything that has to do with the world. Yet I think what I've concluded from this conversation is that you, in a lot of ways, with with stories like Zumba and seemingly in a lot of ways paralleled with yourself are trying to create hope. Yes. And I think that's like, it's beautiful in a way. It's like, it's a true, you know, contradiction or paradox or whatever you want to call it. And that for me, if somebody asked me like, why do you think Devante does it? based on our conversation, that's probably the best answer I would give is I think that you, you're a hope creator in yeah. the, in the weirdest way to get there. Right. Yeah. Like it's, you're going through all these things of like, let me de- have this person doubt about what's real about not real. Yes. But the end goal is something far greater. Yes. That, that I'm sure. And I don't know how, if you're able to recognize it, but I'm sure that whether it's 
nonprofit work that like directly with like nonprofit work and, and trying to actually help people or through organizations of helping people or just via your day to day and what you do, you are instilling hope. Mm. And I'm sure that there's kids that watch your videos or even adults, right, that see something and they're like, I didn't believe it, but now I do. And that, that those two sent those, you know, that sentence right there with a comma in the middle is kind of your work. Yeah. It's you know a really good mean? way to put it. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I would have never put it that way. Like, I think that's what. It's also cheesy if I called, if I came here and called myself a hope creator. No, but it kind of is. But I think but even, I would love that. Too. <laughs> but even you as like a, as a human seemingly like, you know, like truly I can tell how much it, 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 your it means something to you to your core, right? That you can, that you can get emotional because it, it means that much to you because of at one point in time, whether it was what you saw or what you personally experienced was pain, was fear, was whatever you would know better than I would. Right. Mm. And you've touched on some of those. But the ultimate, like, this is the, this is the vessel to get to, to that better place. Yes. Like, is Very that, much is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. And one of the best, one of the most, uh, supernatural vessels. Right. To say the least. Like there's so like, and you know, for, for the average human, right? Like we, when I think of, when I'm hopeful about things, I don't look at it through a magician or mentalist lens right and that's why i love having you on because now i get to see that in a different way Mm. or somebody that that went that gravitated in a different route than i did but ultimately we're all humans we're all just trying to figure it out because who the fuck really knows right it's a weird one yeah that what you just said there i think is you asked me earlier like what's the thing that connects us all i think that's a deeper more interesting thing we all share which is you know we all came no one knows why we're even here right Right. like we're all just popping up and then we disappear and we don't we don't exactly know where the hell we're going we know bodies are being left here and and there's a lot that science can explain and thank god for it because shit there's a lot of things for many years that we were not explaining and we were just you know what the fuck what you know people are dying okay well that's what that was okay got it but that's it right there. You just found it. There is that. There's that and that feeling. We all walk around with it and it's deep down inside. And maybe if you live near a big city, you forget because it just seems like everything's put together and, you know, you, you've you got it together in the third world country. They don't get it. You get it. You know, you you get it. They don't get it. No, you don't get it. We all don't fucking <laughs> yeah. get it. You know what I mean? And it's just like your priest and your dictator, they're all, all of us, we're all just trying to figure this shit out from, you know, this big status billionaire guy to the really poor guy. And I've always said in, in magic, similar to mentalism, they both eventually hit the that vital um, key inside of all of us, which is that supernatural question of, you know, where do we come from? Where are we going? What does this all mean? And that's what it's speaking to. And so where the hope comes from is, and I, I'd say people can almost talk themselves out of hope by believing like, this is all this is all the world means. This is what it is. And it's just like, you're so sure of it. And I don't think this is what life was. It's not supposed to be completely just sure. It's almost exploring. Like, uh, it's what it looks like. It's, it's going somewhere from the, like, exploring it. It's making mistakes, obviously. And it's almost like correcting and moving along. And... Anyway, it seems that humans for sure are trying to make sense of what this all means, but 
the fact that we're all trying to make sense of it just shows that we're all the same. We're just trying to make sense of it. But does it, for you personally, does it scare you to to know that you have no idea why or what we're doing? For some, it, it humbles me, and yeah, scary in a way. You know, humble is a better way. I just think it's just like shrinks. You know, it's kind of like used to sitting out and you know, looking at the field up, up up at the stars and realizing for once that like, oh, you're just this dot in a dot inside of a big dick. So same thing, yeah, but with knowledge and the way that the world works and thinking about that and saying, oh, in the same way that we are very small in in the universe your problems and your thoughts and this is also just a bit of the world and so your problems are a part of that and all of that did you did you ever study did you go to school college i didn't end up going to college went through high school but not college did you extensively ever study psychology or sociology at yeah. any point cuz i feel like it's very like, what was your study? Like, what is, is that re- via reading, talking? Via reading, everything. Uh, it's just so that's also like my dad's, you know, where my grandmother, her influence on me was the the spiritual healer. She was the the belief, straight belief. I can't explain it. Just she was praying over me and, and she would heal me. You know, that there's no science there. There was just pure love, belief, connection. Eventually, I would then be more influenced by my dad who would then say oh well here go learn about the placebo effect and that's what grandma's doing and and it and it and we went deep and we were able to in in essence i felt like my dad was had tried to teach me to be like him which was a skeptic to also re-engineer like what is it that you know how yes she's successful but look maybe it was this maybe it was that look these are all things that can be explained and uh i don't know where we're going with this but um being explained well, like your your I guess your your passion for psychology, sociology oh, came through my of, dad. So my okay. dad's sort of answer to a lot of things were like, let's go to the sciences of the mind, let's go to psychology, let's go to philosophy, right? And so like, and so then yeah, so he would, so then I just I was very obsessed with just like the mind, anything that had to do with persuasion. I remember learning the word persuasion. At, mm-hmm. I don't know, eight years old. I love the word persuasion to this day. I just like. You can persuade somebody. You can, you can do something that's gonna change the way I, that other person is gonna think. Yeah. It, it was almost magical. That was the first. I mean, to me, persuasion is true mental, but and it's not magical. It is magical in the sense that it's intangible, but it's it's real. I mean, we know that it's real. But so that so persuasion would be the first. So that actually has a connection to like sales and why I liked sales because it was like a way for me to understand. I didn't like the cheesiness and the, you know, and the and the way that people sort of take advantage of these things. But it it was the first introduction to, you know, uh building rapport. What the hell is rapport? Mirroring somebody. What the hell is that? You know what I mean? Understanding neurolinguistic programming, NLP, you know. And you know, and so yeah, so all the disciplines and you start to see how they go off in their own worlds, you know, um, some use it for sales tactics, some use it for recruiting tactics, some use it for um, all sorts of stuff. So, yes, so very deep into the psychology of the mind, reading books like Influence by Robert Cialdini. I mean, just anything I can get my mind, uh, my mind and my, my, my hands on. What, at what point in time did you consider yourself a mentalist? And like no longer somebody who was interested or by mentalism, but now had... 2019 I was officially I think like I had crossed the line I feel so it's never somebody it's not like a culty ceremony where they say you are now a mentalist nobody is gonna come and tell you it's just it's like a feeling yeah do you was it a moment I think once you can fully keep 
you can do your thing with just mentalism and it's not magic it's not card tricks or it's not you're not going to use the then you're a mentalist i say do you remember what that feeling was like yeah i remember we it was a first, it was I, I did a thing for a company uh and it was it was marketing week for uh for in new york city it's a big week all the big brands were there google was there and all the big big brands and um will smith i remember was there this is before the smack <laughs> and uh yeah that was the first time that i had done mentalism on stage i was super nervous and i had used the professionalism i had learned i had basically used magic and my ability to do magic um because i did it for many years as as like for uh, i did it when i was a teenager for kids parties um then i did the nonprofit work where i was still performing um for the kids um but then i really wanted to get deeper into like the how is somebody how can you get inside of somebody's phone how can you know a password and stuff like that so that i would do maybe three to four five years of just straight studying of mentalism before like i said 2019 was where i started pulling the trigger on some things and saying okay instead of doing magic i'm just going to instead start doing mentalism and then i would phase the magic out completely but like do what it. does if you're allowed to go into it like the the day-to-day -day look like when somebody's learning mentalism depends what what you're learning so it's the same way of like what is a day-to-day -day of an mma fighter right it's like because you're learning mixed martial arts well how, how do you right. quantify that well it's a it's a bit of a couple of things it's learning basics it's uh rehearsing the basics then maybe step two it's like how do you then combine basics but another part of that is the training and the sparring and the learning and the what happens when this happens right i couldn't teach you that you have to try it you have to do it you have to go do it and so there's a lot of that so you're just maybe one can say you're fucking up for four years i don't know you're just trying things and not being successful for a long time and then eventually you've done it enough that you know what to do in certain situations but a lot of it has to also be controlling your heartbeat no like i feel like there is all of it yeah controlling your heartbeat controlling how you are yeah. controlling your uh, everything which again which is why there's so many different that's why i said it's, it's right, like it's mixed like martial, martial arts, arts yeah. it's like that's just part of what you're doing and so again it's to tell you that here i'm gonna teach you how to do it it's just so many things how do you, it's like somebody can you just quickly stand, how do you teach me martial you know teach me right now mixed martial arts it's like i i can't teach you the whole mixed mar mentalism is that it's mixed mm -hmm. martial arts so to teach you the mentalism is what part do you want right. to learn there's just at this point i can teach you how to throw a punch you know right, I, can I, I can teach you one part of something right and that's what i think i find interesting is like and i've had a bunch of ufc fighters i have a bunch of uh uh, UFC fighter friends so like I always when I go to the gym with them like I'll see them they'll do like you know they'll they'll do their boxing for 30 minutes and they'll do their jiu-jitsu and then they'll if they have to spar that whatever right but like and that those are things that I see Even see yeah yeah so what is you're asking what what do mentalists do like this right so like well like I'm just thinking like like on a day say you're a couple years in and you're you don't have anything booked that day and you're just trying to learn or get like what you're reading theory for the mo i find this is my you know at this point this is like any mma fighter this is your own recipe so you know this is what i did i became obsessed with theory because i understood that theory if you just can get enough i felt that i felt comfortable enough performing so i once was told i was uh, a guy named uh Bill Malone once said, if you know your thing well enough, then you can, that hard and all that comfortability, then you'll be comfortable. But you have to know the thing. So 
once I know the thing, meaning I know that I'm going to do a Rubik's Cube thing. So for example, okay, here's another example. If I'm going to do something with a Rubik's Cube, then it takes it. I learned a Rubik's Cube. Okay. Then I know that part of my mentalism job is I need to know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. It has nothing to do with mentalism, but part of the effect that I'm going to do consists that I solve a Rubik's Cube because eventually, let's say, I want to convince them that they can solve one or whatever. So I solve it, let's say, and then now, as far as the mentalism is is is, is concerned, you're right. This is a part I have a hard time dealing with, which is how you can't practice it. In the same way that you can't, well, MMA, you can practice punching, but see, in that, in that case, it does fall, the, the example falls apart because there's no punches in, in mentalism. Right. And so even in conversation with other mentalists, Darren Brown um, said in an interview, he's a big, big mentalist, very famous on Netflix. Um, Darren Brown, I think, said, you know, sorry, wow, I just thought, uh, lost the train of thought. Where were we? What was I explaining? The kind of like the, the training of it. The training of it. And that, there, and, and that there is no training. And right. so they were asking him, how do you put these Broadway shows together? Because he does, he's, he was on Broadway. He does the, um, the theater district out in London. How do you practice these mentalism things? And of course, he says, you really can't. Like, you know, we kind of, you kind of work together with a team. So usually mentalists, and they will have a team of people who entrust these, right? And so we'll run it with each other, kind of. But it's the answer is, you try it in places you're okay with failing maybe that maybe the expectation is not very high or you didn't even tell them that you're trying anything you're just like let me just try this thing and you do that and you do that and you do that it's the same way you would play chess chess and it's funny you like i i like both combat sport and i love chess as well um i find that in chess once you learn the basics which comes from book, which is, again, chess is actually a more, chess is a better right. um, uh, um, example to what I'm saying, which is the way you get best at chess is once you've learned the basics like openings, realistically, you can just play enough. And if you're playing enough, you'll start to pick up certain things and you'll know that if they do this, you do this, if you do this, they're going to probably do one of these three things. You know what I mean? And so it gets difficult. Yeah, they could, they have, yeah. So, yeah. In the beginning, when you're first kind of coming up with a new act, if you will. Act is the whole thing. Effect is one thing. So okay, just okay. which Let's one would you like say? an effect. Gotcha. And it fails, but you're obviously not trying to show that. Mm. Maybe in like the beginning years. Mm. Would you have like... Or last night, right? <laughs> we had a bad show. Oh, really? bad, bad show last night. It never normally happens, but... Like in that moment, do you have like a backup to if... Do you always have a backup? For the most part. Almost 100% of the time. It's hard to say that now because yesterday, like I said, it really did catch me off guard. It's not that he didn't. It, it, what happened was all my backups, for some reason, just were not like nothing. Well, I'll tell you the story because um, this is a question I get asked all the time, especially if they've seen me get it right so many times. People then start to question, dude, do you ever get it wrong? I normally, and if I get something wrong, just wait. Because I'm going to then mess your mind up even more. So that's like usually the, the thing, right? Like if I've somehow gotten something wrong, you are even worse. Like I am going to do something even more crazy. Usually. In this case, I did this thing with this guy. It's the first thing I'm doing in this big show that I did last night. And, you know, the first thing's just not working with him, right? But at this point, nobody knows what's happening so no one is none the wiser right so this is why people don't know if it's working i will know if this guy is the guy that i need to so he is not following what i need him to follow and i am like now the problem is my team's on the side they realize this immediately they're wondering why doesn't he just abort and go to somebody else but the thing is that like i had i had done something where i had everybody involved already and he's the guy that i can influence at this moment right and 
anyway, long story short, it was not working. I had to abandon that effect, but I could not abandon him because he had, I already chosen him. So I said, okay. Well, what was wrong with him? Oh well, we were doing in a we were doing it in a venue where they were smoking and there was edibles and so they so he, exactly so I did not realize maybe it just hit him way too strong. He is now in like pure just like I don't know not thinking correctly. Remember what I said? The, the worst people are if he was a skeptic. Oh, I love it, perfect. Be a skeptic, but don't be a person like he didn't even know what was going on in a way. So and then afterwards, uh, what was it? Then I go, I'm gonna I have to come back from this. So do I have any back? I can amaze people in so many different ways. I'm not lacking that. I'm like, give me your phone. Fucking unlock it right now, right? Took his phone. I have to go through my little process with him, but I go through my, I go quickly through it, which is a problem. But I'm going quickly because I've. This is only a, a plan B. Usually, when I do it as a plan A and I'm unlocking, I have to take my time. I could do it correctly, but now it's a plan B, which means I'm rushing it. So now I'm rushing the process, which I need the process to get the the, the password right, connecting with this person, getting it. I connect with them. I I say. I said, do you have you know, uh, your phone, right? He goes, yeah, but there's no lock on it. So I'm like, well, how am I going to show that? I was like, fine, I'm going to write down the password. So I'm going to write down the password, right? Showed it to the people first, the audience. I say, uh, all right, now verify, because I'm not letting him see what I've written. Let's see if I got it right. I wrote down what I think your password is. What's the first? He says, six. Fair enough, there's a six. Everybody's now, okay. Devontae's not messing this up. This is what I'm, you know, used to. I, if anything goes wrong, I go. I say, "What's the next one? Nine. Got it right. The next one, six. Got it right." And he, and I say, "What's the last number?" He goes, two. I had eight. I look at him and I go, "Is he fucking with me?" Because sometimes I go, "Nah, if I go into it, is eight, right?" He goes, "No, it's it's two. Now everybody's like, "Oh, dude, like what's going on?" And then I show him and I'm like, "So it's not six nine six eight. He goes, "Nope, sorry." His wife's in the front seat, uh, in the front row. She looks up and she goes, "Why are you lying to him?" And everybody hears it, right? And everybody goes, ah, like, and he goes, well, it's, you know, it's because I have two passwords and and I have a a big, no, he said I have six numbers in my password. But earlier he had told, he had like, whatever. And the point is everybody was just like, oh, what the? So look, things happen, right? Like, you know, usually I'm almost 99.99% prepared, but... This is, uh, this is boxing as uh, Max Hellerman. This is boxing. Like this is... Anything can happen. This is real interactions with people. These are not robots. You know, I am not in control of their mind at full, you know, at, at full capacity. But, and what would have happened if, like, if his wife wasn't there? So I'll tell you what's happened. Now, two things have happened. Yesterday, I don't actually know if he was trying to mess me up because I, I actually don't like because i have to end people are like really upset at this guy his wife didn't speak to him through the entire show she was convinced he was trying to be an asshole now what happens is this because i've done this long enough let me tell you another story exact same effect where it wasn't a backup thing it was actually i was doing it correctly i was i had the i tell this story a lot actually because it's one of the ones that stick out this is actually i could tell you an amazing story it's happened twice okay one that time that has created a legend for me a legend okay. for me and the other one that almost like got me sued or fucking probably killed somewhere. I did a show. I'll tell you the bad one first. One time I do a show and, or no, wait, should I tell you the good one first? I don't know. No, I'll tell you this one first. So I go to do a sh- uh, an event for these uh, 12 like executives. These are very, very wealthy men. 
it's just 12 there's not a lot of people it's just like them at a table they've rented out this entire like restaurant to themselves they flew in on private jets they are all celebrating this big acquisition i'm not allowed to say what it is. this big billion dollar acquisition right it's very important um people right I am already very, very nervous, right? Not nervous about what I do. Just like that, these guys, they're very like, they've seen everything. They're, they probably had Copperfield fucking like just do their kids' birthday. thing. Like they, they have seen everything. So I'm like, okay, so I, let me see your phone. Let me, now I go into my phone thing and, I, and I'm, unlo- I'm going to say, I'm going to unlock your phone. So now there's a thing where I first get what I think it is from them. This is what I think. I will take their phone and I, what I will do, this is a secret, I don't let, sometimes I'll just, just to make sure, I'll just quickly check to see if I'm correct. Oh. And instead of putting myself on the line, showing them and, you know, me and then getting it wrong. So I'll sometimes check and I'm, what I'm thinking he's thinking is not working. So I'm like, all right, I'm putting my, I'm going to put his phone down. So I'm like, I'm just going to write what I think. I write what I think. All his friends are looking at what I write, except him. And I say, say it. What is the number? At the time, it was like, whatever, 82, 85. It said, uh, no, and then it said, uh, 82, 85. Correct. 82, 85, everybody applause. Nothing wrong. I had written it down, 82, 85. But remember, I, I already tried that on the phone. I know it doesn't work. So I'm thinking to myself, I go open the phone. So he goes 8285 and doesn't open. He goes 8285 it doesn't open. 8285 it doesn't open. He goes uh, uh, all right, you're going to have to stop fucking around. Uh gives it to me. He goes uh change my password back. And I go what I I am only reading what you thought of. Oh. I don't I don't know what your password is. Like I genuinely don't know what your password. Is. I only know what you're thinking of. And that's the number you're thinking of. Yes? Yeah. That's my password. Are you calling me stupid? No, no, I didn't, sir, I didn't call you stupid. I'm just saying that that's what I read. All right, but you better open this fucking phone right now because the amount of business I've, and I'm like, sir, I really, I pro, like, and now you have this guy that I've done all these things he can't explain. So how am, am I supposed to explain that? I, you know, that I can't, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to explain to you that you forgot your own password, but I can't say that to you because that's disrespectful to you because like, how, how am I going to make you feel? You're a CEO of a fucking billion dollar company, but like, you forgot your password? Bro, the entire thing, it's like nothing's getting better. He calls his wife. He's like, babe, he's like, you won't believe like, you know, this guy's like, you know, this is this. Long story short, she goes, babe, that's the, that's the iPad password. That's the, for your iPad. It's not your phone password. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he uses his face ID for the phone, so he never really goes and puts a number. Oh my God, I was just like this guy. So this happens a lot where, you know, I, it, well, this eventually created a really cool legend story for me, which is, um, you know, that, that, you know, now people will say like, oh, he changes your password. And it's not that I changed your password. It's that people will have sometimes a brain fart or they'll forget or I'll guess a number, but they thought it was something. This happens a lot, by the way. Um, when that happens, then, it's not that I can unlock their phone. See, a lot of people think like, oh, you're a hacker. No, no, I don't know anything about a phone. If I did, I could have opened his phone. I can only know what you think of. I deal with the mind, not with the phone, right? So like, right. to me, actually, I don't, I don't need a phone. I can just write it down. It's more impressive if you see me put it in and it goes, that's a visual. People like that. People go, oh, wow, he really did it. As a performer, these are the kind of things I take note of, right? As a performer, 
in my eyes, I can do, it's the same thing. I unlocked your phone. What does it matter if I did it for real or I wrote it down? I know your password. But as a performer, I've realized, well, there's a different impact one has right, right. when one writes it down versus one unlocks it. So these are the kind of things that also are part of the, this MMA that I've talked about, this sort of mixed mentalism arts. And, oh, that's good. Yeah. And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. At uswellnessmeats.com, you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves and now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. And you got to train too. You got to get, you got to spar, everything. It, it really is like that. Well, chess and then I think chess was a good one too. They're exactly like mentalism. I mean, they are the best. I mean, and because I didn't, I've never done uh, MMA, but I've done boxing for over 10 years. And so I very much understand sort of the idea of, a di- of discipline and, and, and the idea of, of, what one might look at as fighting versus what fighters know fighting is, which is a thinking man sport, right? So fighting from the outside perspective looks like random punches, but from any from a Mayweather perspective, it is not random punches at all. And so the reason people think it's gonna, oh man, he's gonna, there's gonna be one punch he doesn't see coming. It's like, well, that's a very naive way of looking at boxing because if you know anything about boxing, mm-hmm. it's not saying that that can't happen. Right. Of course, anything can happen, but. It's more likely that it's not going to happen because of the amount of times he's seen that kind of punch coming. He's seen other guys just like him, overconfident, overswinging, over this. So you're not anything new. Same thing with chess. You might have your aggressive player. Well, yeah, for the, you know, if you've never played chess, an aggressive player that's taking pieces and doing things that you've never seen, he's moving the left piece first, but eventually you can see through it. So how do you continue to develop? as a mentalist more but like how like how do you can you do it more how do you do it with men with mma and chess i say well, you play more games yeah you but like I, okay i would make i would i could argue that in boxing or in or in mma right you're the way that you get better is um well it's a, it's a lot of different things right but, so you but can it's, i it's, can answer your question you do it by blocking you do it by blocking meaning so your performance has to get better so the what i just said here you sh- you need to look at your performance and realize oh I get it's better done when I write when I unlock their phone versus when I write it. Oh, it's better that I choose a, a, a woman in this case, not a man, because they're going to give me a little bit more resistance when I do this. Oh, and so you start to fine tuning, and then what you're doing there is, I think, I say you're 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 also now maneuvering the entire show. But how do you improve the manifestation of the mentalism? So, like, by if, what I just said, which is the outer, yeah, it's just the basics. But like, but like, what you just described is like, okay, when I'm doing, say, the phone effect yeah um it's doing it as opposed to writing down whatever right that but like how do you create a new a completely different one okay good answer good question the answer is that as much as i wish i was uh 
the one coming up with them, I think most of the t- not I think most of the time, most of us are going to um, creators. So they're already main like big creators in the mentalism space. Let's be honest, the creators even in the mentalism space aren't creating anything new. Mentalism for the most part is only like three things. I mean, you're guessing what they're thinking, you're influencing something, I mean, and you're predicting something. Everything falls under that effect. So as far as there's so many different ways to do that. Yes. Well, so I think. Uh, you know, you're right. You're say. right. You're right. No, there are. But the effect, a mentalist really doesn't have a lot of effects. A magician has uh, specifically in magic, they're called the eight effects. So in magic, there's only eight effects, by the way. So it's like transportation, vanish, uh, restoration. So there's only like eight things that are considered uh, magic. Mentalism, I think there only has to be like, I think four, prediction, you know, like reading someone's mind, which is different than prediction. So I can predict what you're going to say before you say it. I can have you think of something and then tell you. Uh, maybe you can, you know, a lot of mentalists will add telekinesis in there. So if you start moving objects or anything that's, uh, you know, object related or manipulating the the movement of an object or the something of an object. Um, yeah, those all things would fall under mentalism. So I would say, sorry, because I think we're still trying to figure out like what what can these day to day, no, uh, what um, what are these, uh, where are we finding these new effects? And so you continue pushing the boundaries. For me, I push it through the theory not the effect most maybe most mentalists actually would do it through the effect that's actually where most people go first i almost feel like i'm less about the effect and more about the like the connecting and the and the theorizing and how to take this and make something of it if i can take zumbita who had a ball and vase i've realized it just almost never has to do with that right. yes you have to become good at at boxing right but May, what makes Mayweather, Mayweather great is not his. I mean, he does a great jab, but it's not the jab; it's his mind. Right. It's what he does. So, like that. What so, he does and what in the moments that he does it. Yes. So, to me, I'm getting better consistently, but but I'm doing it indirectly. But I know that it's feeding right into it, and I do it by being more social, by being around people, by being more of a student of people, um, by getting myself into more um, uh, situations that are uncomfortable for me, whether it's a different culture or race or, or space or whatever. And so those are the things strengthening. Those are the, that's the running for the mentalist. I mean, at least for me, it is. That's the, that's the jabbing, you know, just at the bag for, for a hundred times. Because the, once you're in front of the person, like you said, and you said correctly earlier, it has so much to do with your comfortability, your breathing, your how you're acting in front of this person when you're doing what you're doing. That can't be practiced. What can be practiced is, is these other disciplines. What's the ultimate, I mean, end goal for you as a, as a brand? To become a household name for mentalism. I think that... Um, Maybe for mentalism is pigeon me in just into that. I think I, I'd like to believe that we can do more than just mentalism, opening it up to the world. I think you said earlier mentalism might be the vehicle for me. Um, but the goal, I think, is to become a household name that when you think of mentalism, you think of, of Devante and what we've done, you know, and this idea of bringing hope to people. Do you, are there people that you currently mentor that are trying to become mentalists? Are you My dad. dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, your dad. It's the only one. My dad. But do people, I'm sure that there has to have been some people that ask you. All the time. Yeah. Uh, my April Fool's joke this year was that I'm going to start an online course teaching everybody everything. Yeah, I get asked that all the time. I'm not ready yet. You know, I think there's, again, for if you're interested enough, you'll find people. 
they're very hard to find but that's that's what it needs anyway so i'm not willing to necessarily hide or make the the thing so hard so if you want to be a mentalist you will find a way trust me it's especially with the internet you can find and that will all that will be in, uh, needed of you is your your dedication and your you know curiosity okay i have a couple questions that i might save like what for the end i hate I, you probably get mad annoyed but do you think there's one thing because we were talking about a little earlier and planning and looking at the cameras is there one kind of effect or thing that we can do with the little box that you have oh which box the mat the the case that oh no no yeah, we could do something we'll do one on air yeah because i still haven't been privy to this yet um all right so let's uh for people listening Devante has two decks of cards a rubik's cube a piece of paper that i gave him yes and note cards that in between the note cards, do you have any cards? Uh, do you have any? Um, do you have any? Um, do you have any decks of cards or None. a Rubik's cube? Because that would then make it perfect. No, 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 I don't. Because then, if you were able to do that, then everything comes from you. No, that th would actually be no. Better. This I can. Like, even do, this, do you want me to? Don't even need this. Like, okay, wait. if we could just have stuff that you wait, gave so, me, it would be even better. Let, can, let me. Can I inspect? Yeah, of course. Like, Everything is everything will naturally be examinable because that's the way I work. I'm skeptical. Trust it. But then I, I want this to be part of the effect, though. If we're gonna, if we're sure. gonna, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, we're doing it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can. Yeah. 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 I thought you were saying that you wanted a uh, no, 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 no. That's perfect. But these are all different. These are all. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. And close, close. Um. Actually, here. Let's let's. Uh, what I wanted to do was was see if that if you can choose. Um, like one of like we were gonna do three different things, so we can do something with a Rubik's cube. We'll do something with okay, a deck okay. of cards, and we're gonna do something with this. Basically, what I wanted to do. Okay. But we'll do it. We'll do it like this. Um. Actually, here, all fifty-two. Can you see all fifty-two different cards? Yeah. Actually, it's much better if you hold on to them. Take them in your hand. Um, and you look at them. Or actually, before before anything, uh, hold them face down. Face down. Face down. And give the cards a cut, and then put the card. Yeah, put a packet on the bottom. Um, can I do it under here. Yeah, but just show so I can see that that you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like cut and complete, done. But you had a better idea, which is to do it in under the under the table. So do it under the table, and you're not just going to do it once. So right now, just cut once, for example, cut in half, or not, or whatever. Okay. Yes, and now cut again. Why not? It's your life. Okay. Maybe if you want again, or you can bluff me. You can act like you do, but you don't. It's your life. Anything is possible. Whatever you want to do right now, I want you to take whenever you, you hold the cards together. Mm -hmm. Even even if there was a, a camera right here on the top of my head, I, I can't see anything. No, but It's under the table for people under listening. The table, it's under the table. There's no way that even and, – and, and you have it like gripped claws, right? Oh, like claws. Look, right now, I want you to – if you say the top card, maybe somebody could say, oh, he maybe saw the top card. Or maybe the – what would you – what is more discreet, the top card or the card all the way at the bottom? What would you say is the hardest card to see, let's say? Top card. Right now, take the top card and literally slide it right under your lap or right under your, your leg. Don't let anyone see it. You've done this. Yes. So you've rid, you, you rid yourself of several things. First, you saw all the cards. You know that they're all different. Yeah. 
The cards are shuffled by you under the table. You made sure that I didn't even know if you shuffled a little, a lot. You could have bluffed me. I don't know. You then took a card that you chose. You did. Yeah, I think you could have been the bottom one. It could have been the top. It could have been anyone. Right. Take the rest of the cards come out, and and uh, it, uh, describe this to everybody. The deck will stay. No, but leave it here. The deck will stay on the table the entire time. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to go through the cards. Nothing like this. Right in front of us. You have no idea what the card is. Here, put, am I allowed? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, you actually so, control everything. Okay, so for people, oh, we'll put on. Let's put on closer to my camp so people can put see. it right in front of you. Actually, cool. that's better. The point is, I don't want to touch anything. You don't know your card, so this can't be mind reading. So this specifically falls under maybe you can say uh, reading people something, reading how they cut, how they shuffle, maybe what card they. I would say that you would have cut and then taken out the. You would have taken out the. It's 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 a black card. It's a it's a spades. It's a queen of spades. For the first time, take out the card. <laughs> Which camera am I showing? First, you look and then show it. Wait, which one? What did you say? Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades. Show it to the camera. Fucking shit. Now, because I'm a skeptic myself, I'd immediately grab all those cards and make sure there's no other Queen of Spades. All different. You don't even show <laughs> All different. Now, watch this. Here, put, put the card out. All different. I want to try this. Put the card, uh, uh, whatever. Put the card on the bottom right now. Can I do it on the table? Uh, yeah, put the, put the card on the bottom. Um, uh, but actually, start again. So cut the cards in half. <laughs> cut, them, cut them in half. Yes. Can I do it again? Yeah, cut, cut them again. Can I do half. it as many times as I want? Yeah, cut them again in half. Yeah, and then the rest of the cards, come. you can come up. Do I take another one? No, no, no. Oh, you want to? Nah, well, let's just oh. try. Let's try something different. Okay. I don't want to. Well, then we just keep doing the same thing. People have seen it over and over. Fit, wait, did you take out a card or no? No, you didn't take one out. Oh, so I then, supposed to take one? Uh, no, nah, it's up to you. Did you? You didn't, you didn't no, want I, to. I, I, then let's try this. Uh, we will take. Uh, let's take about. Or, or instead of me counting, maybe it's better that you count. Um, it could be. Yep. You, you take the cards, but take them and and put them like this, uh, in, I, in the camera, wait, so everybody can, can see. Uh, go like this. Oh, you can cut again. Cut again. Actually, this is good. Did you just cut? Yeah. Right now, you're going to do three things. Okay. One, you've made the rules. You said, can I cut again? Yeah. Do you want to cut one more time or are you happy there? I'm happy there. I'm happy oh, there. It's your life. One more is good. No, okay. No. <laughs> three cards that you're not going to see. I want you to, let's do it different. This time, right now, take, you decide. Listen to me. Leave the cards under the table. You've cut how you wanted. You shuffle the cards even earlier. Right now, take the... Don't even tell me. It could be the card on top or it could be the card all the way at the bottom. Okay, okay. And you're going to take that card, you're going to flip it face up and you're going to stick it anywhere you want in the middle. Oh, okay, okay. So it's either t the top one or the bottom Right now, one. either the top card or the card all the way at the bottom. Don't tell me, just do it. Take a card, flip it over, place it inside. <laughs> cool? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just take your time. It, yeah? You could do it behind your back if you'd like, if that'd be better for you. However you'd like. Cool. And put it somewhere, anywhere. Put it face up in the middle. Put it face up in the middle. Yeah. 
Okay. Because later we're basically going to spread to have a nice review. Okay. That's all we're doing. Okay. You can put them under the leg, but then it's the same review. Okay. Okay. Um, if you want to do the other two under your leg, does that make you feel a oh. bit so then I take, more and secure? Then, so now, so I took, I took from, I'm not going to tell you the top or the bottom. Right. And I've taken another two. Uh, so right now, how many altogether? Have you, you, it was only going to be three cards altogether, I but took, I don't know how I many cards I you've taken. I took one and I... From somewhere, top or bottom. And, and then... And I put it in the middle. Okay. So now what do I have to do with the other two? At this point, it's your, it's your trick. So you want whatever you want to do. If you want to put them in the middle of these next two or you want to sit on them, it's your life. And I can take them again from either the, the right top now. Or don't even tell me. They could. The next two can come right from okay. the top. Maybe one comes from the top. Maybe one comes from the bottom. Okay, I don't know. you know what? Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Don't even tell and me. I'm gonna put both under my leg. Whatever you want. Do I have to look at them? Don't even look at them. Okay. So don't now me. I only remember one, and I have two that I don't know under my leg. Yes. Okay. Make sure the cards are nice. And uh, oh wait, wait, because you put it face up. I put it face up. So then turn everything face down. So just in case you you peek at and make sure it's nice and and, and squared off. So you're and the rest of the cards so just I, when come. I, when I put it down, you're gonna have something face up. Something face up, but I don't know what it is right, right. because it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah, I don't know how many yep. cards you've taken face up, whatever. Um, or actually, yeah, put put it. You can just take put them in. Yep. Can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now let me ask you a question. Wait. So wait, for wait. people who who are listening, I, can, they, can they see? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you were saying? I put one card under my leg, or sorry, I put one card in there. Yes. That I know. Yes. Then I took two that are under my leg. Oh, no, no. Well, yeah, we're going to have to spread these out, though. So right. actually, here, do you hold on to them? Because that's why they can't be in the box because you're going to have to spread them out. Let me okay. think. So it's better that you hold them. Take them out of the box. Okay. But either way, you have two that are under your leg. Yes, correct. That's the only thing that actually matters as well. But basically, we're going to do one nice reveal. So the only thing I want you to do is make sure that that card, whatever you flipped over, is still face down. Well, this it is. is this is irrelevant. Because it's in the middle the, of the... Yeah, yeah. So hold the cards like this, face up, because you're going to... you're gonna, Yeah, yeah. Because right now... So right now, your card is face... Down. Down. That card in there is face down. Yep. Put your hand on top. Don't spread them. Good. And even if you do, I won't see. Three cards you took. You have two under your leg. You would have cut. You would have shuffled. You would have went two. You would have went one from here. You would have went. Okay. I would then say that the first one, okay, the ten of hearts. Then, uh, no, no, you went. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. You took. Okay. You also wanted the ace of diamonds. And then you went and you took out the set. No. The four of spades. Okay, so the four of spades, the seven of no, the what are we, ace of diamonds, the four of spades, and the ten of hearts. Ten of hearts, ace of diamonds, four of spades. Did we get the, all of that? Can we remember that? What was that? Ten of hearts. Ten of hearts. Ace of diamonds. Ace of diamonds. Four of spades. Okay, now what? Spread this. Spread it. Everybody can see these are all different cards. Right? Can everybody see? Yeah, hold on. Let's put it even over. So this is why I like the visual. So everybody That's can see that because I know what people are thinking. How do they know? Look, flip this card over. <laughs> There's the I ten said the hearts. first one would be the 10, yes? Ten and that's hearts. the one you put. It's the 10 of hearts. Yes. And then I said the next two that you would go after is the ace of diamonds and the four of spades. Show the ones under your leg. Ace of diamonds. Four of spades. <laughs> Bro. 
And as everybody can be left with, with all the evidence, there is not one other duplicate. There's no other Ace of Diamonds. There's no other Four of Spades. Yo, that actually fucked me up, bro. Yo. I can't. So this is inspired by my mentors. This is more than just a card trick, obviously. This is all person connecting this is nothing to do with sleight of hand okay can i tell you what i was thinking when yeah. you when i knew because only one i knew was a 10 of, of hearts right yeah and i feel like there was a moment where you had a doubt but you knew but you had a doubt if it was if there was a 10 of hearts i didn't know because you had said so many so you had said oh i took one i took two so that i was like i don't know what i don't know if you had followed exactly what i said because originally i wanted you to put three cards face up uh yeah. but you had said yeah so and this is also part of what I do, which is I'm rolling with the punches just as much as you are, right? Because right, you're right. throwing different things at me. I let me cut one more. No, I want to don't. I don't want to cut. So this is part of the dance I'm talking about. This isn't a. You're not a robot. You're not. All right. What about this Rubik's cube? Well, this one is not actually uh, magic or even. Uh, yeah, let me see. Have you ever solved a Rubik's cube before? No, never. So, uh, what what's the fastest have you ever seen? Maybe somebody uh, solve a Rubik's cube. Let's say pretty fast. Pretty like how fast? Well, I honestly, I don't know. Maybe I've probably seen videos of somebody doing like 30, 60, 10, 20, 30, 60 seconds. Have you ever seen somebody do it with one hand? Yeah, your Instagram. Yeah. So I'm gonna show you that right now. And so a lot of people think that it's some sort of like button that I'm pressing or something because it happens so quickly. I wanted to show you up here close in person so you can see that it's actually Wait, happening. Wait, can, can I? And so the same thing, for example, if I said to you, here, Wait, mix this up, I, for example. Mix, mix this up, up as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, have you ever solved one? No, I don't know. I want to teach you something about solving a Rubik's Cube. Okay. And actually, I'll show you that first before we get into this. Okay. Mix up, right? So let's say, so everybody, this is what everybody knows. And I, I'll teach you this so that you can appreciate what's about to happen. Okay. So you can appreciate it. If I said, for example, um, do you know how to solve it all or no? no? No idea. So when most people just look at a Rubik's cube, for the most part, they're just thinking, uh, whatever, it's just mixed. No. Every center has a very specific color that doesn't duplicate. So for example, if I see one red here, I know there's no other center with a red. Mm. I don't have to look. I know there isn't. All right, all right. So these are little not, uh, pieces. What you're looking for is something uh, um, amazing. But to get to the amazing part, you must first understand why this is even amazing. So have you ever seen people solve them quickly? Yeah. It's because they're studying the cube first. Okay. So I don't know if you ever see, they get to see the cube, then they put it down and they're formulating how they're going to get to this to this end in their mind. So you, they mix it, then they study, and then they try to solve, Right. if that makes sense. Um, any cube can be solved because of the way that I said the pieces, because all the pieces are already um, where they are. So this is, this is a, let me just Wait, show you the slow. Before you do it though, can yeah. I mix it before? Yeah, I'm actually solving it slowly. So I'm just showing you how it works. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just showing you how it but works. But before you do it with one hand. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, So slowly it would work something more like, uh, obviously here I'm just creating, yeah, I'll do it a little bit quicker because it gets boring. Um, but trying to create this thing called the white cross. So all I'm doing here, and this is, a, a, again, a little bit slower way, the way that most people would learn it is just this little white cross. You see that? Mm -hmm. But there's something that I can see that you can't see, which is that it's connected to this little corner, this little center here. Which lets me know it's on the right side. Anyway, I'm going to save you the, the 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 Rubik's Cube lesson. But to me, when I first learned Rubik's Cube, I thought maybe there's some sort of math. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some sort of trick. Nope. It's literally you just studying the actual cube. 
And when I first learned it, this is the way I first learned it. Just putting side by side together um, something like, let's say, I don't know, something like this, like this. Um, it can go on. The point is this. I'm actually not going to solve it uh, because I, I don't want to take too much time. You said you wanted to mix it, but I want you to do something even better. You're going to mix this under the fucking table. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do this even better. Let's both do this. I'm going to mix and you're going to mix both under the table. I will finish first and you will continue mixing. Can I look at it? Nope. Oh, well, you can look at yours, yeah. Okay. I, I actually will not touch mine from this moment on. Okay. Wait, no, no. Go under. Now, without looking, or fuck it, with looking. I've never done it with somebody looking, but we'll try it. Mix up right now. Keep mixing. As a matter of fact, mix it to the point where you say to yourself, this is really mixed up. That's what I'm trying. There's no way I'm going to give him. I'm not going to give him the corners. I'm not going to give him the white cross. Nothing. All right. I'm there. Yeah. And whenever you want, place it right down. If even one of these sides matched, the randomness, I don't know if should I show it to the camera here? Yeah. If even one of these sides matched, that wouldn't make any sense at all. Yes, can you no see this? No way, bro. But if they all match. <laughs> bro. Nah. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> nah. Bro, what? <laughs> no way. Now, you said this is this is the most mixed. So, look, let me just get rid of one. I'll put it completely, you know what, here, I'll, I'll put it completely away because I don't want anybody to think, oh, he switched it with the other one. We're going to completely, and we're not going to, look, nah, no, no, I need this to be seen all the time. Yep. This has not been switched out. We just got rid of one. Yeah, you just put one down. This is that. still the one that, uh, one of the, the, the exact ones that you've mixed. Yes? Just so people are listening. Yes. Like, yeah, you got to watch that. You got to watch it. Cause yeah. And now I'm going to try to do this thing of putting it together with one hand. Watch. Actually. Count to 10, almost like you're looking at a clock, so don't count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Is that a legit cube? That's real? Yep. I'm not pressing a button. This is for real. You show them on yours. <laughs> so this is what I do. Damn. Well, <laughs> that has me all fucked up. <laughs> so again, this... Still not necessarily mentalism, right? Uh, uh, close to it, m dealing with people, working with them, but it's still more based on my ability to to use a prop or something. But but what if it was oh, just <laughs> just the mind? Okay. Then this is a little bit uh, more. But of course, it's not any time just the mind because we have to get this idea into reality somehow. So I'll write something down. As a matter of fact, here I'll, I'll write I'll write this down. 
Wait, okay. do, do I have I already? Have you seen it? No. Good. Even better. So I've written something down. This is my prediction. You gave me this paper, by the way. Yes, I did. Okay. I was going to use my own, but you wanted to use uh, better yet. You said, oh, he has his own. But I run it. This to be legit. That This is your paper. Um, it, it would have been even better if it was your marker. But they've already seen what I've wrote, I think. Close your eyes. Don't look. This would be a prediction um, for everybody else. Okay. Everybody saw it. Uh, put your hand on top of this. You can bring it close to yourself. And now, if I said to you to think of a number between 1 and 100, the first number that comes to your mind, it's? 19. Do you feel that most people say this number or this is random? Because I want you to see this. Look, here. Open up, the, uh, open up the notes. And describe to everybody what's happening. So you're opening up the All notes. Right, so Do I'm this on, slowly. I'm on Devante's phone. Yes. I have my hand on a piece of paper that I don't, haven't seen. He wrote something down. So I'm opening up. Do you want me to? Explain and you, you do your thing, yeah. So I'm opening up his notes app. And the first thing says? New list. Yep, and then? Commonly selected cards. What else? Top 100 greatest movies of all time. Okay, what else? Beverages. Oh, uh, no. What else? Celebrities. Let's do celebrities. Open up the celebrities. Real quick. 100 different names. Who's number one? 50 Cent. Mm, let's go with somebody random. Who's number five? P. Diddy. But you said number 19. You didn't say 18. Who's 18? 18 is Drake. You said 19. Who'd you say? Who did I say? Uh, well, actually, you haven't said it yet, actually. Who is 19? Who, who, well, well, you said 19, though. But well, who's, the, who's the person? Tom Hanks. The GOAT. No, Drake is the GOAT, but maybe Tom yes. Hanks is also the GOAT. Take a look at what I wrote before anything. Huh. Number 19 was this random number you just said. Open this up. Bro. <laughs> nah. <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. This is a list of only 100 names. It's a list of only celebrities. What if this could have been done not just on my phone? Do you have your phone actually on you? Yeah. Take out your phone. Let's try this. Look, um, this may or may not work, but, but we'll try. Um, how should I do this? How should I do this? Yeah. Uh, let's try. Uh, open up your phone and... Mm. and uh, <laughs> what, what happened? Okay. Oh, well, I, we'll, we'll try to do okay. something. We'll try to make a, a prediction. Open up a brand new tab. On what? Uh, what what do you use? Whatever you use. Safari? Safari. Let's use Safari. This time, the same exact thing. How I wrote Tom Hanks before anything. Let's try... I don't know if I could do a place. We can do, we can do many things here. Let's try this. If I said to you to go... And you can think of either... We could do a place. We could do a thing. Would a place be more interesting or an actual person that a you actually place. know? Would a place... So you thinking of a place would be more interesting to you? Yes. It's interesting you say that though. Let, let's try this. Look, here's what we'll try here. Open up Google and can I? No, nah, we'll write on this. The point is this. Go to go to Google and do this. So, oh, I don't know if the camera can camera see it this way. Oh, the camera. So take, do you want to show the camera um, what you search or do you want to keep that a surprise? I want to show the camera what I search. I'll, I'll hide my, and everybody will believe that I'm not looking. So here. Search this place. I don't want to see. I'm going to close. All right, I'm going to get close to the camera for a second. Okay. Make sure Colby doesn't see. 
write it in and actually hit search. I want you to actually see what you get. Okay. See what Google gives you. Maybe you can get even an image so you can get a visual on it. And then when you're ready, uh, you can close out of it, lock the phone, whatever you want to do. Okay. I can look. Can I delete the tab? You can delete the tab. Okay. I can look. Okay. Yes. And put it in my pocket. And put it in your pocket. Okay. You've seen card tricks. This is going to have me fucked up. A little bit. You've seen card tricks. You've seen uh, uh, tricks with Tom Hanks. You've seen, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the Ruby shoe by there. But. So for people listening at home, I, I Googled a place mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And then I X'd out. While they weren't looking, this I can one hundred percent confirm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gonna yeah. Well, yeah. Well, look, when you, I, I'll write it down first. You can look at. How about I'm gonna bring back the. No, no, no! Don't bring anything back. Okay. We'll trust you. You've already shown them. Yeah, and they've seen. They've, they've seen. They've already seen. They've seen. We'll try. Well, actually, I, I kind of want to look at me. All right, maybe, maybe this will work this way. I'm OCD with some things. Look at me. Just to see where I'm going with this. What is the first letter? Just tell me, is this the first letter? We're doing good, okay. The smile gives it away. Look at me. Now I want you to finish the word. This is... This is what I'm thinking. I might have gotten it wrong. This is how I'm thinking of, for the first time, say it. What was the name? Marseille. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> 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 So that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been convinced. <laughs> well. <sighs> I don't really got nothing to say. <laughs> it's pretty fucking impressive. I don't know how else to say it. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> well. If you're listening to this, I highly recommend you watch it. Because um, I walked in, I was like, yo, I'm a skeptic. I'll, I'll figure, I, you know, you know, what probably everybody does, myself included today. I'm not going to let him get me. And then, bam. <sighs> not going to be able to sleep. Damn. All right. So, to wrap things up, 
<laughs> when people are going to remember you one day, how do you hope that they remember you? I think I used to spend a lot of time thinking about stuff like that until I think I learned, uh, listened to Alex Hormozzi, who said, uh, you know, you, you'd be surprised how little that's actually might happen. You know, it's very rare that people will forever speak about you. But I think I'm, I'm okay with knowing that my life was one that was, was, um, was used to, to, to bring hope. One who did it in a, in a fashion in the way that I did it with mentalism. I mean, I think there's a lot of hope that people that create hope, but the, in the way that we did it, you know, um, with connecting with people that, that we worked with people from all around the world that we went from the slums of, of El Salvador and India, because we also worked in the red light district to working with Google and the billionaires of the world and from everywhere. And so that we were, that we were, that I was of the people that, you know, we were, that I had changed my life, that I had went from, you know, this 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 kid who did wasn't born with all the resources and opportunities um and truly created magic with his own life and thus giving others hope to do the same and you know living out my dreams literally everything that i've ever wanted and believing that that's possible and believing that that that's that it, you know that there's hope that it could happen well i want to tell you that you know and i'm still recovering from my trip but uh but, you know, I think that there's moments and I've been blessed to to be, you know, in the presence of a lot of very unique and very cool, different individuals, different fields. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that I've been able to feel over the years in terms of and again, I'm, I'm stripping aside the, the last 15 minutes in terms of human to human of people that bring in ego, people that bring in anger, people that bring in kindness, people that bring in generosity, people that are special, some people that, you know, have done a lot of have have quote on paper been successful, but you don't feel that they might be a special human and vice versa. I can really say like, you know, your, your approach, I think is, I think, the the thing that'll stick with me the longest because i think it's it's a beautiful approach like what you do is not and that's why i'm kind of almost curious to know like who the 21 year old per you version was when you were saying like it was about me but i think that now it's clear that it's about something great way bigger it's about you know those people that you can you can touch and and i know for me like what i love doing about the, or why I love doing this show is that I can take a little bit from every guest and I can 100% say that I can that I took something away from you and that you touched me if if there's any person just know that um so at least at least one and I'm sure so many that I've you know in, in experiences that you probably can't even imagine on your own um so I guess I just want to to finish it with not just thank you but also thank you for for creating the hope for a lot of people, right? And thinking about the 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 young kid that you were and figuring out your why. Because I think a lot of people go through life and they don't figure out their why. And sometimes it takes their whole life to figure out their why. And maybe you're still figuring out your why. But I think that the answers to your why are pretty 
they're beautiful answers, at least where they're at right now, and they might change over time. Right. So I just want to thank you for um, for coming on, and this is such a cool thing for me too because literally we were texting at like 11 a.m. I didn't expect that my day would end like this, and I'm so grateful that it did, and uh, and I'm so grateful that we have that we that we met and that we have the same management and we have the same people around us because we have good people, and uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you for having me, my brother. Thank you. And, you know, for everybody else, if they want to, you know, see what I'm up to, Devontae Magic, anywhere, YouTube, Instagram, mostly Instagram these days, D-E-V-O-N-T-E, Devontae, because it's difficult to spell. But Devontae Magic, yeah. So, you know, doing a lot more public shows these days. I'd love to bring this out into the world mm -hmm. more, not just these private gigs and these high-paying events that I can do and I can talk about, but bringing it back to, like I said, yep. the people. And So look out, you know, if, if you hear this podcast or, or saw it, um, you know, we might be in a city near you. So yes, stay sir. tuned. Amazing. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, bro.